Uh, Joe, I don't want to panic you, uh, but the other day we did run out of toilet paper here. <gasps> oh, no. I went to CVS and I bought a candy bar and the uh, receipt will get us through the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> don't use the ink side, though. <laughs> now you tell me. You know, I've. Uh, now you can scan your ass at CVS. <laughs> got the UPC symbol. Anyway. I've been thinking, um, lately it's dawned on me how, uh, how sex is like a gas station. Uh, sometimes it's full service. Sometimes you have to ask for service. Mostly these days, it's just self-service. Yep. 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 Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. How are you, Joe? Uh, I'm numb, comfortably numb. <laughs> Seriously, all the you know, everybody said you know Joe was going to amount to nothing, and now look at him, saving the world, laying on his couch, not leaving the house. You really, you know, you've really. Thank you, Joe. Thank I've, you for all you don't do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you for your service. Um, uh -huh. yeah, no, uh, I, I will say. And I, and I mean this seriously. It, I've I've only once one of us has gone into a store once in like the past like week plus, and I, I it's uh, it's how serious the stores are taking it. Like you know sh you know make there's a person you know by the line to make sure that the line is spread out and it's like marked off on the floor. And I will even say even going up and down the aisles, like people are really going out of their way to avoid each other. I would like to go to your store because aside from the store implementing their restrictions by putting tape up and, and they have like sneeze guards in front of the cashiers now. Yep, yep. Uh, the stores I go to, the aisles are, you know, they're two people wide, maybe three people if you're slim. But I'm... So we're in America, so two. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm constantly like making u-turns in aisles like okay i guess this is a one-way aisle you know because i'm not going their way because they're coming at me it's like a game of chicken except i'm the only one that's playing uh, uh -huh. you know it's like people just you know i don't know I, I guess they're just like well i gotta get through this i gotta i gotta move past this person to get to the end of the aisle you know and, and they're going in the opposite direction but i don't know i mean i'm just gonna keep walking um but yeah but it's I, crazy go ahead but i did want to say I mean, it's funny how, you know, during the, uh, in different states, how people, there's a push nationwide to get the minimum wage up to $15, which is ridiculous that it's not a push to get up to 20 or 25. I mean, even 15 in most places, it is barely, barely, barely a livable wage. Um, and the pushback is, you know, and, and you know, certain members of my family, don't believe that, you know, people who round up shopping carts, you know, at Market Basket or Ralph's parking lot or the people who stock shelves or the people who flip burgers, you know, are, are you know, highly skilled enough to deserve such a thing. And now truly they are the one things keeping our society going. They are truly heroes like the people who are stocking store shelves. And and you know the fast food workers working drive drive throughs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are absolutely you know 
they're capeless, but they are all goddamn heroes. And it's funny how, you know, all these debates nationwide about raising the minimum wage, and these people are often singled out as not discerning as a, you know, living wage person because of the low skill set that these jobs take. And now come to a complete halt without them I, like honestly you, you know you know people people stocking the store shelves during a pandemic versus the fire department it's hard to say who is more important do you think the egyptians said to the slaves that built the pyramids you know thank you for being a hero thank you for your service thank you for you know doing what's you know rightfully um in the best interest of our country you think you think they got that and you think they got paid a fair wage no I, I, I would I would hope we have grown beyond <laughs> slave labor or the Egyptian period. You know, don't forget those people who built those pyramids, those those absolutely perfect, you know, shaped and angled, also believed that they got row, <laughs> you know, dragged the sun away every day. Actually no, they were the Jews, remember? Oh right, right. Well that's fine then. What are you complaining about? See? Um, so anyways, it, it, it's, not see that coming. <laughs> Nazis, Jews. You want to say Hitler? Cause it's a podcast. We got to say Hitler. It's our podcast. <laughs> so anyways, I want to throw that out there. Good. Those people are heroes. Great. I'm glad that people are doing their jobs and uh, are getting, um, not compensated for their jobs. They're like teachers. Yeah. You know, except teachers are, teachers aren't, uh, teachers are s- slowly getting back to work. Uh, we're now in Massachusetts, not going to open the schools up until May 4th, but in a couple of weeks, at least where I live, teachers are going to start doing more online things and, you know, uh, giving out homework and curriculum. They've already done that with us. Oh, okay. Good for you. And a lot of time. And honestly, if you were any smarter, well, you wouldn't do a podcast with me, but you would have invested everything into zoom yeah. which i only knew as the pbs show and now all of a sudden uh one son the one who homeschools does a lot of lessons online anyway but even now the the regular school that he went to for like arts and science and now he, he, he goes to regular school just one period a day for it's either music um allied arts they call it like social i think it's like social studies it's music. like fame I'm gonna live forever, you know. Uh, but th- but they've Trey been doing <laughs> Zoom, Zoom classes since day one. So uh-huh. and then and now there's you know his math tutor. You know he well he 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 went to a homeschooling group for math, and they do that online. But everything, absolutely everything. Um, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm glad that. Um... I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm kind of not into the podcast right now. I'm kind of, hey, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm so out of sorts with this. You know, it's my lifestyle is essentially this. You know, it's essentially sitting at home, or you know, checking a couple of emails, doing a couple of things on online, and then playing video games and avoiding my children <laughs> and wife. So it's um, it's kind of a lot of the same. I feel like I'm at the beginning of Groundhog Day. Like, this is the beginning part, you know? Um, but you're not looking for it to end. <laughs> right. And I'm not, um, I'm not um, learning anything. I'm, uh, I'm 
I'm really, I'm really not using my time wisely. I mean, I know that I have like another six weeks ahead of me of this, you know, just sitting around at home and going out only for groceries and the occasional. But, well, the, the fucked up thing is when there's a, a snow day or a Monday holiday. Come Wednesday, your your week is just fucked up because you don't have any idea what day it is. Right. That's how this is. Like, no one has any clue what day it is. I mean, because it's meaningless. And, and, and the few times you do leave the house, I uh, I had to go. Well, I didn't have to. I chose to go and give blood yesterday. And in my head, as I'm getting in the car, I'm like, oh, that's going to suck. And like, no, it's 4.30. It's, it should be okay. Like, the traffic in Lowell, not a huge city, but depending if you're on one side of the city or the other, and you have to go across one of the three bridges. It can it can be a suck fest, dude. It was like it's like you know four thirty on a Friday. It would have taken a half hour to forty minutes to make like the five six mile drive. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I think literally it took like eight minutes. To- <laughs> <laughs> and that's the speed limit, right? Right. You know, I mean, um, no. So 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 it is. But like everybody I talk to, it's it's like. What day is it? Hey, what day is it? You know what I mean? I know. Are you, are you my father? You know. Type <laughs> you know. Well, it's, you know. It, uh, uh, right. We could drop this podcast, you know, on Sunday, and nobody would matter because nobody listens anyway. It really doesn't matter. Like none of this matters. Nothing matters. That's what I'm starting to to gather from this. You know, two weeks of isolation is that nothing really matters. In the end, we all just die. So what else is on the podcast rundown? Let's get to the, get to like the my nine-year-old. My my nine-year-old is, is a nihilist, and he's always like every time. You know, Colleen, you got to do your homework. Why? We're all going to die anyways. It's like, well, we probably are. Yes, but I'm, I'm hedging my bet here. I'm going to say know. in case, just in case, we live through this. I know. Well, that's yeah. I know. What do we? What are we really doing? It's just I'm sad that like I know that I should be spending my time wiser and I'm not. And I, I just I'm not. I'm taking advantage of the free time that I'm I've been given and I'm kind of, you know, like the rest of my life, squandering it. You know, I'm not you know, writing, I'm not doing podcasts. It's a it's a little sense. it's a little more down on the rundown, but we'll jump down to it. But Joe and I had talked about this the other day. A couple weeks ago, you know, I was rehearsing, and again, it's a completely different conversation about why the fuck am I going even through this and trying to do this. But when I do have to do one of these tours, I'll have to do the stand-up, so I'm working on it. And I was working on it and working on working on it and getting more comfortable, you know, actually memorizing it so I didn't need the note cards. And then over, like, the last two weeks, I've been home a lot more. And just getting so much less done. And and it was. I didn't even realize. It was almost like a calendar week from having done it. So I set up the mic and the camera, you know, to, you know, to test. And, I, I, like, I, I, I told Joe, I called him afterwards. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like I can't believe I was shitty to begin with and how I could regress from, like – from, from from zero and get and, and, and go back, but I but this week, you know, I have to. I, I I I hold it up and show you, but you know, it's a podcast and no one can see it. But I have a, a big dry erase board, and and now for me and the boys, and it is one of those really big ones. I put up there 
the to-do list every day. And it, it includes like just the basic of basic stuff. Even for me, I like for me, for me, um, I, I have, it's like, well, I won't get over to dance this week or next week or last week. And I only get to play the drums once a week. And, you know, I was just building up to the point where I could play some of our old, like really fast songs. It's funny. Cause I had this conversation with Scotty black, like, Four years ago, after one F and H was sitting there, and on the way in the parking lot, you know, my phone my phone was hooked up and just you know playing the music through, and it was on shuffle. And one of our old songs came up, and I was like, "That reminded you of the way you were." <laughs> what was it? <laughs> uh, but but no, it was one of these really 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 fast songs, and and it's funny. I remember we were playing that song. At Fitchburg once, and um, the boys in blue came to tell us to stop. <laughs> it was like three, <laughs> three was or four o'clock in the morning. Now, yes, yes, I could see. Wow, did I walk into that? Seriously, um, you know, it's like I teed that one. I teed one up to jump ahead for Biff the other day on like the text exchange. I'm like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's something like not being bothered. You know, the, the TV twelve is gone. Oh. Tampa Bay 12, you mean? Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You, you. You're you not know. a very good person. <laughs> and it's like, who do you get mad at? You know what I mean? Yourself. They, hey, right, right. If I'm going to put it on the team like that, then, you know. Um, right. But but anyway, so, so you know, I was just getting to the point because Jen, Jen and I have been more consistent playing once a week for two weeks in a row or three every four weeks and then maybe playing like 10, 15 minutes, you know, at the house every few days. And so I said to myself, I'm like, okay, you know what? F it. There's a couple songs I've never really been able to play like, like hero by, by the Foo Fighters. If you listen to hero and you know anything about drumming, which I don't, the footwork on that is fucking incredible. Yep. I mean, it is goddamn effing incredible and and i was trying to play that that the other the other song that i'm like okay by the time quarantine's over i'm going to be able to play sabotage by the beastie boys and i will tell you the hard part about that is it's it's the pay it's not the pacing of the song like every bar is different it's like it's not like there's a beat for the verse there's a beat for a chorus and then there's a bridge or there's a beat for the bridge and the beat for the chorus. And you have some fills in between that are tough with him with, with, with the song sabotage. Every bar is different. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. It's like, like, I mean, it repeats after like four bars, but it's like, Oh man, is that, you know? And I said to it and then I, you know, I, uh, I checked my watch the other day and I'm like, Oh gosh, I haven't played since, uh, last week <laughs> so i but i am i so i'm like okay i've been okay with the boys keeping them on schedule and again because we homeschool one son anyway so we kind of have to be dialed in and focused on that but now you know we just have to really i, I have to write it down or I'll turn around and I'll realize, oh, it's seven o'clock and we've done nothing, or oh, it's eleven o'clock. Why are both boys still up? You know, so it's it's tough because we we're really working hard to keep this as normal as normal schedule as you can, and we keep telling, especially the youngest one, it's not a snow day. No, you can't have play dates. We got to go to bed at a certain time. You got to get, but. 
between you, me, and you know, let's say All Star Tommy right now, it's getting harder and harder to make that argument in my own head because because at the end of the day, you're like, what does it matter? We're all going to die anyways. He, he, thank you. And he's not going to school tomorrow. He's and you know what? If I was a betting man, which I am not, uh, we're not going. They're not going back to school on March fourth. Yeah. But you can't have May fourth. May 4th, that's what I mean. You can't have from February to September. You know, you can't have six months without a schedule, you know, because without, honestly, and I'm not kidding, with us, when there's a week, when there's a week vacation, especially with our little one, two days before it's over, you know, if the rest of the vacation he goes to bed at 10 or 11, like two days before, we make him go to bed at 6, which means he fights like an SOB and he's asleep by 8 or 8.30. You know? <laughs> but then but then by the time it's a school day, you know, he's kind of back on a schedule. But if you don't – if we don't do that, so that's why. So, But as far as my own shit, yeah. I mean I, I, I have had a more productive week. And, and the tough thing for me, well, you know, with your job, you know, it's 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 the normal pacing because you still have those projects going. With me, I have no idea when I'm going to be able to work again. I just don't because, you know, it's not like the military is like, okay, we're going to start booking these tours again. Okay, we're just rather lining these up or all the production stuff that, you know, that have been lined up. You know, I had a couple film projects that, you know, were, were to shoot over the next two months. It's, and it's it's they've all been put on hold, but there's no – and nobody's even – kidding themselves was putting a start date on to it because i think most of the people in the world are are realizing it's going to get worse and better and i know for a fact well i don't know this for a fact but by the time so by the time this podcast drops and about 40 hours from now i'm guessing new york and new jersey will be on official military lockdown and i say that because um one of our close friends son who is in the army. He works at, in a hazmat in a hazmat capacity, and uh, he has been home for about three months now. And basically, they said, "Yeah, don't come back." About three months ago, but you know, we'll, we'll call you back when we need you. And he's been working at one of like the local hospitals, uh, and, and almost a hazmat capacity. He just got called up. They put to, the back, They put the bat signal up for him. Yeah, they did. Like like everybody has to be. I, I think it's tomorrow morning at seven a.m. Have to re- you know report to their base and to deploy to New York City. So he is being sent to New York City. New York City. I, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so I don't think we go back to school. I don't think the boys go back to school May fourth. And so, like I said, so with me, I can only send out so many emails. You know, getting ready for when things go back and talking about projects and stuff. But you can't move ahead with any funding or scheduling or you know uh, letters or intent. But I will say. Uh, we are probably – well, we don't even know this, not even on the base. So the USO, who I also deal with, who wanted to do those film nights, was like, oh, would we be able to do a virtual one? Would, would you be able to Skype in and do one of these things? And my buddy Bill's like, yeah, sure, we can do that. And then, <laughs> But then even 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 the USO is like, okay, well, let us even find out they're going to let- – people get together on the base like unless it's essential to have 50 people in a room together 100 people in a room together they're not even doing that on the base right now 
Wow. So, I mean, they're social distancing, at, you know, as much as you can in one of these situations, you know, you know, there's only so much room in a foxhole to stay away from the next guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's the fun thing, you know, looking forward to it. I'm yeah. So I, that is going to be very, um, scary to see how things go down in New York and New Jersey. And I mean, uh, you're, you're going to see a line and I'm dead serious. It's going to be. It's going to be something out of a movie where all you see is a line of Humvees going through Times Square, you know? So finally, 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 Trump is going to get his military parade. <laughs> wow. It only took the end of the world. Uh, the best side. Do you, think at the, do you think at the very like front of the tanks rolling in? And the Humvees rolling into Times Square. There's going to be a big banner that says "Mission Accomplished." Just saying, <laughs> you know. I will tell you. Oh, oh shit! No, that is awesome. And, and by awesome, I mean oh, totally fuck. original idea. Thank you for yeah. my ser- thank me for my service. I don't even want to talk about that whole thing. All those press conferences where he spends the whole time talking about himself and everything about it. My, I keep wanting says my favorite meme of the week. I think. Don't all apocalyptic movies start with the government not listening to the scientists? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Or Jurassic Park. You know what? We're not going to do a self-indulgent theater, or we weren't scheduled to. But could you, could you, could you do me the kindness of doing Jeff Goldblum from <laughs> Jurassic Park for me? Would you, if you, if you have to call up like the whole thing about the the standing on the shoulders of, of others geniuses? I mean, because while you look that up, I'll rant just a little more. Wait, what I am I? Say, what am I looking up? You know how Jeff Goldblum has that 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 with the little soliloquy soliloquy, soliloquy at Jurassic Park about how they uh, shouldn't have done Jurassic Park. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? At the, at the dinner table there that time, oh. and 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 it's funny because oh I'm you know how horrible I am with names Brian, but the uh, but the guy who puts the whole park together yeah. is having a dinner, and he's so shocked because here's a paleontologist who's like yeah I don't know this is a good idea, and then he turns to Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum takes it from not being a bad idea or. Not only do I not think it's a good idea, I think it's a horrible idea, and let me tell you why. But it's my favorite – it's one of my favorite, you know, it's hands down my favorite Jeff Goldblum moment in any movie ever, you know, um, including Thor Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. he, he was he was pretty awesome in. Yeah, I might have trouble looking up that speech, but go on. So Okay. So, um, but, you know. so, so but, uh, well, well, I look up that speech. I will uh, – it, you know, uh, we, we usually talk about look. this week of who died, and uh, and 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 Curly from the Globetrotters has passed away, and it's funny because I think you you you're, you're eight years off from me, or eight years younger, and Curly from the Globetrotters was probably top 10 sports figures in my life in the 70s and i absolutely mean that because you know the, the, i think i think like it was like 65 without looking up his stats it was like late 60s to early 80s is when he was on the globe trotters and that was where when the globe trotters came to town you know i never saw him but you couldn't turn on the tv without the commercials airing and it was all about him but <clears throat> He was on everything. The Globetrotters were on everything from Gilligan's Island to 
um, the Super Friends, um, to I'm trying to think, like the Love Boat. You, I, I mean, name a show uh, like like Fantasy Island. Um, gosh, what else do I remember? I think I'm not a thousand percent sure, but the, and I'm I'm not being funny when I say this. I believe they were on the White Shadow, but I do. Do you remember any of this? Do you remember the Globetrotters being on Scooby Doo or yeah. seeing the reruns where they were on Gilligan's Island? Yes, there was actually a whole movie called. What wasn't it? A whole movie called uh, Gilligan's Island meets the Harlem Globetrotters, or the Harlem Globetrotters go to Gilligan's Island, and somehow they got off the island, but, but the the castaways did not. So, yeah. but. So so he passed, and so you couldn't um, scroll through different timelines without seeing his highlight reels last week. Mm-hmm. Man, was he fucking good. Like, and, and granted, he was playing the Washington Generals, but uh, but there must have been, and maybe maybe his shooting percentage was 10%, but there was a montage of him doing these moonshots from almost center court. And when I say moonshot, he wasn't like, you know, you know, putting a nice arc on it. It would like almost hit the stadium ceiling. He would truly throw the ball like four stories up from half court. Swish. Yeah. Uh, but it, but his ball handling and, and, and just the tricks and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, rest in peace, Curly Neal. Yeah, rest in peace. Did he get so it, it, he didn't die of the corona? Did he? No, right? No, no, no. But but you know what? If it if it helps people take it more seriously, let's just see everybody. <laughs> yeah, who anybody has. who dies now that's over fifty died of coronavirus. Uh, but I will say, while we are in quarantine, and and I don't know if this. So so I talked to the F and H guys. You know, I, I, talk, I actually talk on the phone to John and Biff all the time, and I text with All-Star Tommy a lot. But the big group text, there's like 10 of us on. Yeah, you can tell that most of those guys are home from work now. They're, they're non-essential employees <laughs> because there are some days I'll uh, – I like leave my phone charging and let's say go to the bathroom and come back. It's like how are there 86 messages <laughs> <laughs> of, of which – of which, if there's 86, let me do the math. So half would be what, 72, or about how much I suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it's either this is how Jacques sucks, and then about three people giving the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, you know, I talked to I talked to John, you know, from the band a lot. I talked to Dan from the band a lot. I talked to you know. You know your your friend and my friend, um, you know Kim a lot, but we're on a group text with a few other Fitchburg people, and I will like to take a moment to say, uh, Roderick Patrick Murphy absolutely sucks and is a d bag, and I love him for it. Uh, he during the Corona quarantine it must be going through boxes that he hasn't gone through in twenty five years and unpacking them and finding pure gold. By pure gold, let me be clear. Uh, do you, do you, do you, oh, I don't know if management put any on our Facebook page. But in the mid-90s in L.A., um, one of my acting friends said, oh, I want you to audition for this. This person, you know, reps you, had a meeting, sent me out to get, like, headshots, and it's the proofs from the headshots. <laughs> and and each each... 
each shot is more embarrassing than the next. I mean, it is just it's funny because I've seen like Chris Evans talk like a while ago and he posted. It's like he's like he couldn't look more like like early 90s Boston douchebag if he tried and he wasn't trying. And it's like and so my wife sees it and she's like when did you ever own a shirt like that? I'm like, I didn't. I, I went there and they had all these things and there was this, these people like deciding what I was going to wear and, and how I was going to like, and put, you know, you in poses and stuff like that. Yep. And where I'm not, let's say a natural. And like, <laughs> I was like, I was like a, Serious old, like a four-year-old at Sears having the family portrait taken where the person's holding my arm out like this and put your foot like that. It's like, oh, my God. I remember at the time thinking, I don't want to ever do anything like this. This is horrible. When those proofs, the, the, the sheet, you know, with all on it. When those fell into the hands of one Rod Murphy, I don't know, <laughs> but they did, and he shared it with the group the other day. Oh, bless his heart. He, he, he also shared it. I'll I, 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 I tweet it out. He also uh, found a bunch of articles that even I forgot about from different newspapers, which meant, you know, as much as he downplayed, like, our success, it's like, well, it must have meant something to him, but it was, like, really great and, like, you know uh, – you know, it's funny because it's like there was a bad photo and then there was just like in the middle of the thing, just one picture of John Hunt. And it's like and, and everybody in the in the text group's favorite thing is how most of these articles, both Jacques Lambert and Sean Franklin are quoted <laughs> by the same interviewer. And they're like, why did you use that picture of John? He looks horrible. And then somebody else on the thread is like, well, that's why he used the picture, you dick. Because Jacques is a dick. Uh, so it's, you know, so with the quarantine, I mean, it, we're, we're spread apart, but I'm talking to more people. So, it, which is kind of nice. Yes. Over. <laughs> Talk about narrow casting. You're literally telling a story about 10 people to 10 people. So <laughs> Shut up. I'm telling it to you, basically. Yeah, kind of. Why are we recording this and then putting this on the internet? Why? Because I want to. Yeah. So, um, so I will say I did a little cleaning this week. Hmm. So at the track, these U2 songs that I didn't know came up on Shuffle. And I'm like, oh... They're from that awful album that that they forced you to have. And remember when it came out, you know, and phone space, some people still had iPods and um, and some people had, uh, you know, you didn't have the same, you know, when like the iPhone store, they were like 8% or 6 Oh, eight, gig, gig. Eight, eight gigs or 16 gigs and yeah. And people are like, I can't have this album on here. I, don't, I literally don't have room. Yeah. Like I come home, dude. You can't delete it. It's like I can delete any song out of my iTunes I want with with that album. It's Songs of the Innocent. You can hide it. Hmm. But and, I deleted and I, it. Maybe, did I? Maybe so I, I did. So so I went to Google and I'm like, yeah, you have to take a couple extra steps to do it. But the way it was put on, you 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 really got to get like permission from Bono <laughs> to take it off. It's like a game of operation. Dude, it sucks. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, you know. Sorry. Are you? Are you? Because no. I blame I blame you. 
I blame you. Uh, and you know, you know, another thing that grinds my gears. So we we haven't talked about. It. We can get into it now. Uh, you, have you pre spent your 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 uh, your what are they calling it now? Not a bailout. What's 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 the big checks we're all getting soon? So a stimulus. The stimulus. You, you, have you pre spent your stimulus money yet? I don't know. I have not. I, I I'm guessing that it's either going to go towards a credit card or another credit card. I don't know, man. I mean, that's it's helpful, but it's at the same time, it's really it, it falls kind of short of what needs to be done. And a lot of that money is going to go to corporations, and we all know it. And you know what? My asshole couldn't be wider to accept the fucking that the oh. government is giving me. I, I, of all the things that upset me, the two things that upset me the most is the airlines and the cruise lines. And the cruise lines, because they're all foreign companies. They're all registered in, in Norway or the Cayman Islands, and I'm not being funny no, by right. saying that. Yeah, they, so they don't have to pay U.S. taxes. Right. And so why would they get the bailout? Like, And they're like, also like the main cause of the spread of the coronavirus. You know? <laughs> it's like... Right, right, right. between airlines and cruise ships, yeah. they're the ones. And so, literally, I could not be more upset about the cruise lines getting it. Uh, you know, while they employ a lot of people, great. Who's Give taking fucking cruises? Money. Give those people money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if you want all the cruise line employees to get the stimulus thing... Okay, that's fine. But don't don't bail out the cruise line. And the airlines, that's the other thing. It's like we bailed out the airlines and somebody had a list that I saw online the other day of when each airline started to charge for snacks on the plane or charge for a second bag and then charge for a first bag. And a lot of these nickel and diamond links had come after the last bailout. So they all got bailed out in like 2007. And after that, when they that's when they really started to, you know, nickel and dime people to death. It's like so and then and then the the same website had like Delta and United, their CEO gets twenty million dollars and you go all the way down. I wanna say it's like Alaska Airline, the CEO only gets like four million. Mm-hmm. But it's like let them go big. Like where are all the people who hate Bernie Sanders and the government and hate socialism? It's like, okay, you know what? Let those airlines fail. And, and, and the argument is, oh, you know, they're, they're too big to fail. They're too important. It's like, right. Somebody like a Mike Bloomberg or a Gates or a Bezos will come in and, and fill the void. You know what I mean? But maybe with, with better service or better X, Y, and C. But now the government is, is – is the, t- the latest talk I heard is bailing out the airlines but having a stake in the companies. And here's what's – Again, the hypocrisy. Um, uh, Emirates Airline, which is great, and Qatar Airways, which is absolutely great, are owned by the government. And the Deltas and the Uniteds have filed, like in international court, that uh, that those state-run airlines, um, because they're sponsored and 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 kind of underwritten by the, their governments. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the big boy right way to say this. Can, um, doesn't put them on even footing. You know what I mean? Because they can, they can fly for cheaper because their government. You know what I mean? Can yeah. can absorb the losses and stuff like that. So it doesn't put them on equal footing, 
I'm try. God damn it, I hate being this dumb. But you know, you know the words I'm trying to think of. Like, no. like it's not fair competition. Oh, yeah. you just let me. I'm so letting anyway. you. I'm letting you. I'm. You know what? This is like your your day in the park. Did you just let him run around and he'll tucker himself out? <laughs> but, but you've been cooped up for too long. Just just talk. But but that's the thing. It's like it's like okay. So they were complaining that all the other countries, like again, Emirates and Qatar, own their airlines, and it's unfair competition. But now our government is going to bail them out for a second time, like a second time. It's like you. Know, I don't remember. I don't remember getting bailed out once, let alone a second time inside twelve. Yeah, years. you would think all these politicians are somehow getting you know some sort of like funding from these companies when they're running right. for their campaigns, but that can't be it. Well, you know, hopefully some billionaires will come to the rescue, you know. I mean, we have a couple of millionaires coming to the rescue, like Drew, Drew Brees, um, donating right. $5 million to New Orleans, who, dis- who insisted on having Mardi Gras. Insisted. Please. We can't cancel Mardi Gras. Yeah, same with the beaches in Florida. Like, the state of Florida still has, like, there, and truly, it's, it's a red state blue state thing i hate that everything's a red state blue state thing but there are some governors out there like the one in texas saying you know grandparents are willing to die for their grandkids and you know economy great guy i'll call him i don't like the. i'll call that governor i don't like to call the one in washington state you know if if you don't do right by me i'm not gonna call you that's just the way it rolls Well, that's i mean literally the whole mob boss kiss the ring mentality, like going to war with governors who th- their crimes are saying, we need help. <laughs> People are dying. We need help. The failing state of Washington. <laughs> like, 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 like he, he even said at his press conference the other day, I, I, you know, forgive me for not remembering your name, but the governor of like Michigan, he's like, you know, I told Mike Pence, don't even take her call. It's like, mm-hmm. You're telling – it's like you want Michigan. You kind of need Michigan if you're going to get reelected, you douchebag. But to openly say she wasn't very nice to me, I told Mike Pence not to take her call. Yeah. Like, like they, they, Joe, we quote it all the time. Not every week, but almost every week one of us say they bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say let them crash. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, if you're a poor person, yes. Uh, you can crash. If you're not, you um, if you're rich, you will not crash. We got you. Government's got your back. You know. Uh, you know what my biggest wish for this pandemic was, or is that all the children of the world would hold hands. Forget that thing about the kids. The, the logistics are just a nightmare. It's not going to happen. Uh, honestly, it, my biggest wish isn't that we have testing more available and that it's free my wish is not that we get the ventilators that are so desperately dated my my wish is that we can go one day without what should be the leadership not going out of their way to be a douchebag like like just i would love one day where it's a press conference without the the absolute buffoonery or douchebaggery and you know what i'm gonna take a moment to say it's usually not a bipartisan thing. Usually it's a left-right thing. It's like douchebag versus, you know, not douchebag. But you know what? The Democrats do have their own douchebags. And in fact, probably the biggest douchebag right now on the Democrat side is a representative from the great city of Salem, Massachusetts, uh, Scott Moulton. 
Uh, I don't know if you followed this this week, but this week he and a Republican, I think the guy's name was Banks from Indiana, a Republican, put forth a bill on the on the House floor to officially call it the um, – I'm not even going to say it. I, I refuse to say it, but give it the racist name. You know what I mean? And it's like I, – I, I will say this. Um, management called and said, did you hear about this? I heard about it on the radio. I called the office, left a message. I tweeted about it a number of times at the guy to like a lot of other threads and stuff like that. And basically I said, can you leave the douchebaggery and the racism to the GOP, please? And if you insist on going through with this, why don't you just switch parties? And it's like – and I named a couple places. I'm like, yeah, here are these local businesses that – my wife loves the town of Salem, Mass. You know, we go to all the time. I mean, that that is her. You know how Halloween is her Super Bowl, <laughs> like, and, and so she loves like Salem, and we go to museums. We go to Salem at least four to five times a year. And before we moved back here, we were looking to buy a house in Salem. That's where ideally we would live. And but I did. I I sent an email. I called the office and I tweeted the the fuck out of it. And just in the past couple of days, it's like he's withdrawing. He's he either has or said he's going to withdraw his name from the bill. Like upon further review, it's like, oh, I thought I could get points with people. I don't know if Salem's like a red town, but dude, but the but the douchebaggery, and I'm not just talking from Lotus, dude. The douchebaggery from our country's administration, the G seven. Had a big meeting this week. The G7, the seven leading, you know, economies in the world got together and had a, a teleconference and they wanted to send out a joint statement. But the G7 can't send out a joint statement because the other people in the G6 said, no, Mike Pompeo, we will not call it the virus. Yeah. The C like, like, virus, the C H I N E S E uh, virus. The, the city. They insisted on, on oh on the Wuhan virus. The, 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 right. Mm. I don't even want to say it. like like All for right. me, it's it, it, you know it's it's that bad. But honestly, that was the sticking point. The U.S. wouldn't waver on it, and the other six countries like, yeah. When, you know, we might have some racist thoughts internally. We, you know, we might not be great with this group of people being in our country or that group of people. I mean, everybody hates everybody for different reasons. You know what I mean? I think the only thing we can all agree on is the Portuguese. But the other six nations wouldn't relent. And Mike Pompeo, a.k.a. the U.S. government, could not sign and give a joint statement because of – and that's what I mean. Just I would like to go one day without this pandemic that has reached over 100,000 people in our country. You know what, Joe? We're number one. As of this podcast, you realize that, right? Mm -hmm. We're number one. We're number one. The most you know, people test positive for this virus. Uh, Italy is still in the lead with death. So, you know, we get, we got some work to do. But, you know, I got a feeling if we keep up being the douchebags and not helping the states get the need, you know, proper, you know, resources. That I think there are just too one. many states, you know. I mean, really, do we need 50 states? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's like 50, but, little in, 50 little countries. They get to do what they want to do. But thank God. Thank God. And I mean I that so. because, well, look. Right. If we didn't, we'd have, right, there's no pushback against the federal government's assholery. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, I mean, last week, you know, Blotus had said, 
you uh-huh. know, oh, at any time that the government is bidding, because our government is bidding for these same, you know, ventilators and masks and what do they call it, personal protective equipment. And he said, oh, we're going to drop out. Charlie Baker, again, Republican governor of Massachusetts and a couple other Republican governors just the other day were out there saying, no, I've lost two or three bids in the past two days alone to the federal government. And, you know, the president could very simply, you know, say, "Okay, we're going to buy everything. And this is what the prices are going to be like. The government can set the prices and and but. Here's Charlie Baker saying, yeah, whatever, whatever, whether it was face masks or whatever, they were going in at, let's say, $5. The next date was going to be $6. The government came in and paid like $7 for it. I mean, and, and, and truly, the only people who win are the manufacturers and the people putting it out. And then what else I love is now he's trying to pretend like he's taking it seriously, but he's still a moron. And I forget what plant it was. I think it was a Chrysler plant or a Chevy plant closed. GM and he's plant like, and, yeah, you have plant. to open that plant immediately that you should never have shut down. It's like, yeah, another company bought that like two years ago. Like they, they don't even own that plant, you idiot, you know? And it's like, so he's, he's, Yelling at the wrong company, you know, I'm here yelling at you about this nonsense, and, and I probably shouldn't, but he's yelling into a mic that everybody in the world can hear, and it's just absolute. So that that's my biggest wish with the pandemic, is we could just go one fucking day. Oh, but then yesterday, and it's almost like a, a terrorist act, and I know I sound like I'm being an extremist, but the guy, um, Tom Massey from, from Connecticut, uh, Connecticut, from Kentucky, insisted that they, the House have enough people there to vote. Like, the House is going to vote overwhelmingly on the package passing. It was going to pass by, like, 95%. Like, there, there's going to be a couple holdouts. But he insisted that because there, there's a certain number of people that have to be in the room when it passes. Congress people had to come back to D.C. and all be in one room. And and luckily where it's empty, they could use the balcony where, where the people to, to stay away from each other. But Congress people, like senators, tend to be over 60. <laughs> you know, well, Congress tends to be a little younger than Senate. But you're still talking, you know, isn't Nancy Pelosi like 80? I think she just hit she 80. She looks hot for 80. I don't know. You know, seriously, I take a you know flyer at that. Um, but, but seriously, he insisted on them coming back to do the vote. And even Nancy Pelosi is like, yeah, it's a delay tactic that delayed us getting together for like you know a half a day and the vote the vote to see if the or, or the the roll call to see if there was enough people to take the vote like passed within a minute it's like so his, his stunt didn't do anything except force elderly americans into a confined area together i mean honestly if somebody said if somebody said that that the way that this has been handled uh, violates his oath of office, the president's oath of office, you can make a really strong case for that. To say that this guy basically made all these old people get together in one room, eh, that's almost a terrorist organization, you know, a terrorist act uh, to spread this. I did see, um, related to this story, John Kerry tweeted about it. Did you see that? John Kerry put out a tweet and said that Tom Massey from Kentucky just tested positive for being an asshole. 
and he goes he he gives an, and then he goes he gives the word hashtag masshole a new meaning. Wow! So that was like all right, pretty nice. Like, like blue check mark, John. That Kerry? was yeah, John Kerry's you know Twitter account. Whether or not that was John, it must be. I mean, you know, when John Kerry's getting up there. He's he he's got no, no more fucks left to give. Zero fucks left to give. Right, exactly. You know, but it's you know, I, I that was a little entertaining to wake up to this morning. Again, and, and, and again, Mike Pompeo from Kansas, you know, insisting on being called that at the G seven. You know, Kentucky, and and you know, and Rand Paul. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. his dad writing the op-ed that this. this well, is Rand Paul didn't right? Didn't Rand Paul test positive for coronavirus? Yeah. And what, what's his father's name? His father has a has a stupid ass name too. It's um, RuPaul, I believe. RuPaul, is it? Is it? Thank you. Okay, well done. <laughs> I know. Um, I forget. But but yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's why why. And like I said, you know, so this week, give a special shout out to, you know, Salem, Massachusetts, you know, uh, congressperson uh, Malton. Uh, Seth Malton, you know, yeah. Seth Malton. It's like, yeah, dude. And, 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 and seriously, I think every tweet I had at him, I'm like, just, just switch parties. If you're, if you're going to be a racist douchebag, just please switch parties. And anyway, well, he's a Republican. No, he's a Democrat. Seth Malton? Yes, oh, okay. he is a de- that that's what pissed me off oh. so much. I'd be like I'd be like, All "Oh right. fuck. Well, you know, he's an asshole from Massachusetts, but at least he's a Republican, so we don't have that." No. Dude, it, it that's that's why it took, ah. that's why it got so much traction because it was a quote-unquote bipartisan thing. All right. I don't want to get a Democrat. Any... Yeah, okay. One Democrat signed on to it is Seth Moulton. You know, is is all it took. Right. That's right. that's what pissed me off. Man, so this coronavirus oh. can't take me fast enough. Thank you. So, so uh, if you want to move on, if we're not going to do self indulgent, uh, we we can move on to sport. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched any of this, but there are. I guess NASCAR is trying to figure out how to keep fans engaged. Um, every week, they're having virtual races. Like all the drivers are competing against each other in, in virtual races. Mm-hmm. Um, at simulated the, the tracks that they would have been in, in, in that weekend. Yeah, you know, they're, they're playing PlayStation essentially. You know, but but you know, oh, we're going to we, you know we're supposed to be at this track this week, and that's where the race is taking place. And the NHL is doing this because I did. I got something like <laughs> I got a, a text message the other day, you know, from one of the NHL teams I follow, and it's like, okay, game's about to start in fifteen minutes. And I'm like. What fresh hell is this? <laughs> you know, were they playing NHL '94 with new rosters? <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be so great! One of the, what's what's the one with that awesome music where there's only three players on the ice, and you can get the fast, the the, oh. the big fat guy, the really fast one, or, or the kind of oh, guy the medium guy, right? That's um the classic ice hockey for Nintendo. Do 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 do. Yeah. Good old fashioned, or Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel would be a good one. But one of the, one of them, the music it gets stuck in your cranium for because right. it's one song. Like when you do the boot up page and you're picking your team, it goes So that's all I have in sport. Well, that and I did toggle through the two New England sports stations for about two minutes. It was like, yep. I don't need to hear any of that same talk. The only interesting thing is, and again, I'm not following it, but the whole talk now is 
I guess the whole talk now is they, they gave Devin McCarty like a huge contract, like their absolute stud. And I feel it's funny to say I feel bad for him because last year was his 10th year and it's the first time he didn't go to the conference game. It's like, and now he's going to be on a team that might deliberately be tanking. And mm-hmm. why would he want to come back? Why would they want to pay him as much as they did to make him one of the highest paid corners in football if your team's going to tank for next year's, you know, because I guess there's a couple quarterbacks coming out next year, you know, which the whole tanking, you know, conversation is funny because I did. I never listen to sports radio anymore, but I I, I tuned in for about five minutes because it was a little interesting because they had a little brief history of teams that almost tanked, but they wouldn't quite commit to tanking. And, and it was. I remember a couple years ago. Uh, the, uh, what team was it? Like, well, even this past year, like the Jets, like like, the, like, Mi- like Miami, Miami, yeah. Miami. They they honestly, or was it Bills? No, it was it Bills? A couple. It was a Bills. A few. Yeah, Cam Newton. It was the year that Cam Newton was going to be the clear cut number one draft pick, and. The Bills were well on their way to getting Cam Newton and then won their last two games. And they dropped from picking first to, like, picking fifth, uh-huh. which was, like, three quarterbacks later. So not only did you not get Cam Newton, you didn't get – I can't remember the other two guys. But it's like – so if you're going to tank, you got to you gotta push the chips all the way in. Mm-hmm. And then you got to hope that it's not a Ryan Leaf, that it's not – you know, I mean, I don't remember the last time there was a – can't miss quarterback coming out of college that absolutely couldn't miss and 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 look andrew luck did have a great career i mean he did have a great he had a great regular season career (laughs) (laughs) he never went but he was one he was the whole suck for luck here you know and, and when the colts got him but you look at like you know mahomes and all a lot of these other quarterbacks they you know russell wilson like that that was the other thing that I saw, and again, I'm not really following it, but like DraftKings had their um, their their drafts come out for like uh, quarterback uh, MVP MVP candidates, and Brady is actually um, the fifth the fifth their fifth in ranking or fifth most likely to win. Uh, Mahomes is number one, and I think like Aaron Rodgers is number like four, three or four, something like that. But you go through the top five quarterbacks. On the list, none of them were first round draft picks. Like like Mahomes, Mahomes was the second quarterback that the Kansas City Chiefs took that year. Like he wasn't even supposed to be it. He was drafted to be their backup quarterback if he had made the team and he was at league MVP this year and won the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So the whole thing of sucking to get a quarterback that's gonna change your future, I mean Marino, yeah, that happened with Marino and Jim Kelly and all those people and stuff like that, but you know, uh, it, 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 think about that. There's some 20-year-old kid going into his junior year. Like he's played two years of college and you're banking your billion-dollar franchise on let's lose all of our games to get this kid. Let's hope he doesn't break his leg, you know, halfway through the season because we're sucking really bad and we're losing all these games so we can get him. And then let's hope that, oh, okay, he – didn't look really good on those college games because he was playing. Um, oh, what do you call it? Oh, college players. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Big it's fish, like, small pond. Right. I. I, I mean the, the the leap in any sport. It doesn't matter the leap from any sport from you know single A to double A, from double A to triple A, from triple A to 
the show. It's not like, you know, oh, it's two steps from double A to triple A and four steps from triple A to it's like no, it's like a doubling effect. So, you know, if 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 you're gonna hit if you're gonna hit, you know, three hundred in the major leagues, you better be hitting five hundred in triple A and you better have been hitting seven fifty in double A mm. and you and in single A you should have been walked every time you get to the plate <laughs> because you were gonna hit it till next week, you know, type thing. Um so anyway, so so I you know there's there's and and it's funny uh, the fun the fun sp- quote unquote sports things I'm seeing all over Twitter. It's like there's still sports going on, <laughs> and somebody took a close up of you know those little those they look like they're on Star Wars that clean the floors. What are those little robots like the round vacuum cleaners that people oh, have? Rumbas. Roombas. There was a Roomba, and he and somebody had their Roomba and a close up of like a, a Swiffer sweeper, you know, on a hardwood floor, sweeping in front of it to make <laughs> it look like it was curling. <laughs> you know? It's fun. Well, I, ha, isn't ESPN also running like they haven't they become the Ocho essentially? Haven't they become like ESPN eight? Aren't they showing like you know pool and bowling and darts and like anything to fill the void of regular sports? Is there anything? Are, are these live events or are these taped? I, th- I think so, but what is, does it really matter? I mean, they, I don't I, actually right. They can't really be anything because there's no congregating of anything. There's nobody. Nothing's happening. No. And, and, and I, what I, you know, it's fun. It's funny. You know, people are showing classic games, and Taylor today puts out. It's like, hey, like like ESPN Classics or or the NHL Network is showing Game Seven, nineteen ninety three. Leafs first, the LA Kings. Mm. John was at that game. Um, I don't know what's sadder, the fact that half of us will probably watch part of that game, if not all of it, or the fact that um, instantly all of us started talking about the game in great detail like it happened <laughs> yesterday. And, and, and it's true. Marty McSorley, it's the last time in a game seven that somebody scored a hat trick, and it was Gretzky. And but but Marty McSorley, who he's won, he's he's you know he I gosh I think he won like four or five cups. He was the highest paid defenseman for like a number of years, but he's known for hitting the guy Donald Bashir in the head with a stick and having a curved stick. You know, two games later in Montreal, I'm boring you. I realize that, but in that but he's one of these guys. It's like yeah, he was known for being a fighter. And, and I'm going to name drop. It's like Biff and I got to play with him literally 200 times at this pickup thing uh, run Tuesday mornings at the Kings practice rink. Uh, you know, talking again about how great, you know, the difference between college quarterbacks and NFL quarterbacks are and, and how often they don't make it. We've talked about, you know, w- when I was mentored by Richie Dunn, a guy who was a second, like, he was always third or fourth defenseman or fourth or fifth on an NHL depth chart, but good enough to stay in it. <laughs> But when I would, you know, practice with him, the godlike stick handling skills that he had. Same thing with Marty. Marty's known for being Gretzky's protector. Like when Gretzky got traded from from Edmonton to Los Angeles, you know, Marty was part of the deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, actually, I don't know if he's part of the deal or Wayne just said, "Come on, you know, and we'll figure it out later." But I'm not getting on the ice without you. But in that game seven in '93, he had a beautiful goal. And he had the first assist because, you know, they give out a first and second assist. He had the first assist on two of Wayne's three goals. Hmm. 
and he had a fight that game. I mean, I mean, literally, if Gretzky doesn't have a hat trick to win that game on the road, you're looking at, at like Marty McSorley having been, you know, that bat, you know, the first star of the night, take a skate around type thing. But anyways, yeah, I don't know what's sadder that the networks know, oh, I bet there's a bunch of losers out there who rewatch this game and they're correct. <laughs> Yeah, MLB's running opening day. They were running like the was it the thirty greatest games of all time, and uh, I caught the tail end of Game Four of the ALCS in two thousand four, where you know it goes into extra innings. It was the Dave Dave Roberts you know steal yep. to second that started the rally and. The twelfth inning, one of many twelve inning, thirteen inning games where Big Poppy does the walk off home run. You know, Joe you know, Buck calling. We'll see you later tonight because Game Five was literally played like literally like later that night, twenty hours late. Like, I think like, it ended at one o'clock. It was like a five five hour game. It was like the longest at that time, the longest postseason game. Red Sox. You know, we will talk a little sports. Red Sox and Yankees through the two thousands, the early two thousands. Their games averaged over five hours. Mm-hmm. Like their games, and I'm not talking their playoff games. Their regular season games averaged five hours. And it's one of those things where after 2011, when I stopped following baseball and I realized, oh, wow, I didn't realize how long the days were in the summer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. I remember, the, I mean, when management first came out to LA like the first quote unquote date we had was at the Santa Monica Pier and I always I can I can if I have to actually and and you know I'm not this hopeless romantic who remembers dates I actually had a you know text Biff a couple weeks ago I'm like Biff is my anniversary tomorrow (laughs) anyways and he was giving me shit rightfully so but it's like our first date Santa Monica Pier it was the All Star Game, two thousand four, because I remember watching it, and that was uh, 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 who was it? The third baseman for for the Red Sox, you know, was was Kevin MVP Millar. of that game. Yeah, and it was like, how did I know that? Because 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 it was so that that era. Yeah. But, uh, so so those games, and you said it was another twelfth inning that Poppy walks off. So if that game gets over at like one thirty in the morning. And the next game starts at 7 p.m. the next day. <laughs> Literally, by the time the guys get out of the shower, get in their cars and just drive home. Right. They're literally getting up and coming back to the park. But I want to say this. So Joe and I were talking about um, – I forget how it, how it spun off when we were talking the other night. It's like of all, of all the great moments – oh, no, we were talking because um, Steven Kaskowski of the Patriots got cut. Oh, right. And and he he Steven Skiskowski is a three time Super Bowl champion. Adam Vinatieri is a three time Super Bowl champion. Um, Adam Vinatieri openly says he considers himself more of a Indianapolis Colt than he does a Patriot because he's actually played longer. He, he's played like four or five years longer in Indianapolis, you know. And and, and he's played four or five years longer because he's kicking in a dome, you know. But uh, but. Giskowski has, you know, more kicks than him. You know, um, uh, he's he was a better kickoff kicker. Like Stephen Giskowski was a much better kickoff kicker than Adam Venturi. Stephen Giskowski's numbers from past the forty and from past the fifty are 10, 15 percentage points better than Adam Venturi, and he's kicked more. He's kicked more game-winning kicks, and he's kicked more. I mean, he has more points scored. He's the all-time scoring Patriot champ. Um, 
but no one's ever going to consider him the greatest kicker because the snowball game and the Super Bowl, like like the year that the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2001, it's like the game against, you know, it's a tuck rule game. And, and everybody talks about the tuck rule and the fact that the kick in overtime in the snow in, in an absolute blizzard to win that game. And then the same thing. Uh, it was I think it was a 48 yarder. I mean, I mean, the famous thing of John Madden saying that the Patriots should just take a knee and go to overtime against the uh, the St. Louis Rams, and 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 people remember Brady marching him down the field. Well, he marched him to the thirty, <laughs> you know, the thirty-five, and it was an Adam Vinatieri kick. So, so you I mean that was the first Super Bowl? It was against the greatest. It was. At the at the time, it was the the biggest um, underdog win in in Super Bowl history. It was against Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf. It, all these things make Adam Vinatieri. So Joe and I were talking the same thing. It's like, and I asked Joe, you uh, know, by, by the way, it was mostly shock talking and me listening, just like now. Go on. But but I did say to you, I said, okay, what's the greatest home run in Patriot in, in Red Sox history? And instantly, you said Carl Yastrzemski by accident, but I meant Carlton Fisk. I knew who you meant, but you did the whole call. You did the whole call. Right, if it stays fair, it's good. Home run. And, um, and then you played Hallelujah. And and then the you and then you pointed out that you know the insignificance of that home run. Yeah, because they lost Game Seven. But you know, because I think actually Yaz popped up, or maybe Fisk popped up to to end the uh, the game. But anyways, you know. But but that's the thing. It's like how many walk off home runs have David, you know, David Ortiz? Has, oh my God, has, yeah. has Poppy hit to win or Manny? Like honestly, yeah. there there will never be a greater clutch hitter. When you look at Manny Ramirez's numbers, like I, I was told, there'd be no math. I'm not saying yes, but say look at the numbers. I'm not okay. saying figure out Don't what they solve mean, it. Right? Don't solve for no. X. But 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 seriously, there will never be a greater clutch hitter probably than Manny Ramirez or David Poppy. I mean, but Poppy Manny has an asterisk to, next to uh, maybe David Ortiz too. David Ortiz. Alleged, but right, but here's that that's a different conversation right. for a different day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. No, very simply, I agree with you. However, you know, Jose Canseco has made the greatest argument about steroids not. In these situations, because it wasn't always a home run. It was, you know, it was a single or a double, you know, with man or The thing is, and I'll, I'll never forget this. Canseco was saying he has an identical twin brother, an identical twin brother. There's no two people on the planet whose DNA are closer than him and his brother. And they train together. They went to every baseball camp together. They had the same coach. They have the same diet. They had the same workout regimen. Um, every needle that I got in my ass, he got one in his ass. Every pill that I took, he took. He never got out of double-A baseball because he can't hit an inside curve. And the thing is, steroids don't give you hand, better hand-eye coordination. They don't give you better, you know, better uh, – a better swing they don't give you better eyesight what it does is That's if big. you can if you can hit a ball 310 feet yeah now you can hit 340 30 feet you know what i mean and it's a difference between if you got warning track power now you have home run power but the thing is it's not like you know with with manny or david ortiz and and again no. yes manny did manny did test positive uh and david For corona 
<laughs> David Ortiz was on the 2000, was it the 2007 list, but it never set what he took. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he's always been pissed about because it's like, you know, how many guys ended up getting popped and it's like, and it was for ADHD medicine or it was for, uh, they, they have asthma and there's something in those inhalers that, you know, yeah. so, but, but he, he's publicly said, it's like, say what I took. You know, you know, but they've never said what I, what I took. Anyways, the whole mm. point is Adam Vinatieri, you know, <laughs> didn't have as good a career because there was a point as Gaskowski. And David Ortiz had a much more crucial career than, than Carlton Fisk did. Uh, but yet the, the greatest home run in Red Sox history was in a game six <laughs> of a series well, he didn't win. It was the greatest home run in, in, in Red Sox uh, positive history. They had a couple of negative greatest home runs. Uh, but that game, for a long time, for a long, long time, like I think in Ken Burns baseball, Game six of the 76 World Series was considered the greatest game ever played. I mean, the a back and forth. One, yeah. The 75, the back and forth, you know, the names, like, like it was basically two all-star teams playing, you yeah. know, at the time. Yeah, the Big Red and the, Machine and the Cincinnati Reds. And I forget who, I forget who it was, and one of the documentaries is rounding their base after just hitting a home run to tie the game in the 11th inning. And fucking Pete Rose says to him, Man, this is fun. <laughs> well, he, he, I remember the the actual quote because it was the name of the segment of the Ken Burns documentary. He goes, uh, "This, you know, ball players don't usually talk about the game because it's kind of a superstitious thing." But Pete Rose leans in and he goes, "This is some kind of game, ain't it?" Right. I mean, to the guy running past him who just hit a home run against his team to tie the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. that, by the way, if you're looking for a rewatch, I recommended this to our friend Steve, who had not seen Ken Burns' baseball documentary. Steve hasn't? No. But, you know, he's he just watches the games. Like, he's a fan, but he's not like a, you know, he's not like a, you know, a documentary kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, he works, and then he watches sports, and, you know, goes home and watches Back to the Future every once well, in a while. But I will I, also I, say, Steve's wife also likes him. <laughs> yeah. So I recommend he was like bored the other day on text, and I go, you know what? Um, if you can't watch baseball, watch the documentary. He's like, you know what? That's a really good idea. So I turned him on to the Amazon Prime, you know, version of Ken Burns's baseball documentary, all eleven episodes for free. That's great, free with Prime, and it's I I, I skip like I usually skip right to like the post war kind of stuff, you know. Well, actually, no, I kind of mosey through the Negro the Negro League part and. You know, but I don't need to. Uh, thanks for breathing into the microphone. A sorry, sorry. Well, you said. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking, and you couldn't. You know. Y- yes. So, anyways, I, I'm, I'm done talking about sports. But now, now you can. But you can talk more. That, but you know, you I was saying I, about stuff. I don't consider baseball baseball until the integration. Until yeah. and, and I'm not talking. I'm not talking. You know, Jackie Robinson. I'm talking full on. You know every team, you know who have a, a complete a complete mixture because oh like nineteen eighty six, essentially. Uh, well, I'd say, the I'd Red say Sox were the last seventy. Well, the Red Sox were the last right. What was uh, 
Yeah, when was the last? Tomyaki. Tomyaki, I, I, I think literally he, you know, I mean, honestly, the, the Major League Baseball said, you're going to lose your charter if you don't sign somebody with a, with a permanent tan because uh, yeah. you suck. Yeah, And no, they, eventually, they eventually lost uh, all the signs on uh, surrounding Fenway Park, too. Anything that said Yaki has been removed. Yeah, well, hey, look, hey, if we're making the South take down their Confederate you know, monuments, right. I think I think rename you know you know, uh, and I forget what they named you know Yaki Way there. Although you know, bar and stuff. Uh, it's it's it went back to its original name, Jersey Street. Um, but <laughs> Emmanuel College has a um, a center that was uh, you know built with the donation. Of Gene Yaki, and it's called the Gene Yaki Center, and uh, they are uh, not renaming that anytime soon. So, little tidbit for you. I'm boring myself now. Uh, can we? So we talk more sport than ever. So we can definitely move on to what's really important. To what you want to get to. Uh, what are you playing, Joe? Golden. And I know it's not the $60 game that you just bought. I know. I bought Doom Eternal last week for 60 bucks. I played it once, and I'm like, you know what? I'll get back to this later. Right now, I really want to get through GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64 on the double O agent levels that are the, the hardest ones. There, I just, this morning, after I think, and I'm not exaggerating, it has to have been at least 500 attempts on this one level towards the end of the game. You know, you've unlimited tries. It saves your progress on every level. Every stage has, you know, various degrees of difficulty. There's uh, uh, regular agent, secret agent, double O agent. And um, this one level literally took me, I think, three and a half days to finish. And I finally, finally got through it. And I don't know why. I, I This was one of those things like, you know what? I have the time now. This time. And I'm like... I, I I just want to beat this. I just want to. I, I want to get through this. I really. I'm not. Pr- I, I I know I'm wasting my time. I know I should be doing other things. I know I should be learning something to expand. You know what? I'm. I kind of given up on life. So you know, it's it. It really doesn't matter. I'm doing a podcast to nobody. I'm. I'm not writing anything. I'm not doing anything creative. So why not? You know. I'm not, you know, bonding with my kids. That's that ship has sailed. I'm not, you know, being intimate with my wife because that ship has sailed. So let's um, let's spend time in your basement playing a video game from 23 years ago. That um, you know, when you finally do complete, no one will be there to say congratulations except yourself. That's what I'm doing. That's what, how I'm no, spending my time. I will be well. No, I won't be there. No, you won't. Be I there. won't be there. But I will. I'll send you a congratulatory text that the balloons and confetti drop down. Ah. I, w- I will. I will do that. Yep. I mean, I will be proud of you because, unfortunately, I know what I know what you speak because, for Christmas, I bought myself the new Jedi Order game, and. At the time, the boys still had another five weeks before the games could come back. So they got the games February 1st. It's still in the shrink wrap packaging. (laughs) And the thing is, and and, and my boys have even said, it's like, why haven't you you played that game? And honestly, I'm waiting to go on tour. Or I'm waiting to, you know, do a movie. Like, you know, a few years ago when I was in Jackson, Mississippi... And it's like, I don't want to brag, but I spent six weeks in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, thing is, I don't go out. Like, like I don't go out. Like, I wasn't going out drinking after the shoots. 
and uh and, and you know it nice little no, it was a nice little hotel. Jumping little hotel it was fine. Little kitchen and TV. And I brought the PS4, and that's when I had mastered Arkham Knight because I did. I had. It wasn't like I was coming home, and and, and you know I wasn't taking away from being with the kids, with the wife, or watching a movie, or doing anything. You know what I mean? I, I had, you know, you had time. eight hours every day. It was like I really got into the game and was able to enjoy it. And so a game like the Jedi Order, yeah, I, I – like when I started playing games in like 2010 when I shouldn't have started, you know, it's like the little guy was just an infant. But I did. I was home more and I could play it now. I don't have time. And honestly, that's why I keep going back to Resident Evil 5 because you can play those five-minute mini games online with somebody and it's fun. Uh, it's fun to help somebody who's like a newbie and stuff like that. You kind of get that little chip of like, I'm playing with this person and, you know, in Japan right now. And I'm giving like back. I'm giving back all, to the they're community. They're not all leveled up right. Like, this is my way of saying sorry for Hiroshima. Um, <laughs> but, but seriously, I, I'm, a, I'm a bad person. But I, I, I keep doing that because it's easier. Or I'll throw in the Batman game. I'll throw in a game that I've played for the last 10 years because – I don't want to relearn a new control system. I don't want, oh, is this how you reload the gun? Is this how, oh. This, it's the fear of the up. unfamiliar. Yeah. What? It's just like, I don't want to have to, you know, because, right, I'm. that's why I stuck with this one level for three and a half days. It's like, this is muscle memory. Like, I know exactly, like, there's a pattern here, except for this last part where all of, the, you know, every soldier or every guard that you have to take out in this one level is situated in a specific spot and they're all the same except at this last part where they just start pouring in from all you know random parts of this room and you have to protect this person who's trying to crack the code to stop the you know missile from being launched and you have to cover her while these guards are just pouring in and finally, and then after that happens, you have to escape the facility. You know, you have to go through two other rooms through another gauntlet of guards. And then, so I knew exactly what had to be done, but I couldn't, I couldn't get through this one room. And then finally, finally, by the grace of God, I did. And now I get to move on to the next level. <laughs> no, I, it, it, let me, let me ask you, if you, if you had to think about it, if you want to hit pause and think about it. What is the hardest one level or one moment in a game that you that you got through finally that you didn't say fucking I'm not playing this game because there's been games where I've been like no it's 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 never gonna happen you yeah. know what I mean it's like you, you, you're you're 14 years old you're looking up at the Cheryl Teague poster in your room and you're thinking okay I, I'm using this as inspiration to do my push-ups and sit-ups and my my you know my my, my workout it's never gonna happen. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just not. Have you ever had one of those moments where the game where you said, fuck it, I'm not going to get past it? But what what game was it where you're never going to make that jump? You're never going to beat that boss that you finally did? What was the oh. hardest game ever that you oh, can think God. of? Oh, uh, God. Jeepers. Yeah, that's a, that's a tall order. I really don't know because there's been so many games that I've maybe given up on as a when I was a kid or a teenager and then had gone back to later as an adult on emulator and maybe have cheated my way through with save states uh, because, you know, my rationale was, hey, now I got a life. You know, I want to kind of like get through this game. I just want to see how it feels to, you know, get through it without having to put in and grind hours and hours and hours and, you know, lose all that time. 
But um, I don't know. I think there's one game that I really haven't beaten fully that I'm that's still kind of like you know sticking with me. That's Double Dragon for the Nintendo, uh, the original Nintendo. It's that fighting, you know, Double Dragon, the fighting game. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the final boss is very hard, and I don't think I've ever beaten that truly. Um, you don't you don't get any continues. There you you get you know basically like three lives. And you power yourself up through the game, but that's it. You lose those three lives. There's no. There's, it's a big fuck you. Start over. Uh, you know. Good luck, kid. Um, so that is one of those games that I've, I, I. But I haven't. I never accomplished it. So I don't have the answer to your question, which was which is one of those games that you finally you know broke through the other side and and came out victorious. I don't think I have that in a real true fashion that I can remember at least. You? The Force Awaken. Yeah. The Force Awaken. There's a level where it comes out of the cutscene, and you're this jet. You're this. You're this. The Force Awakens. You mean not not the Force Awakens? You're talking about yeah. the the. No, there's an Xbox game. It's called like the. It, it's not called because the. The Force oh, that's Awakens the movie, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You, you play this guy named Star Killer, and you're Darth Vader's secret apprentice, right, and you're going. going around the galaxy trying to kill Jedi's, and and you're really good at killing Jedi's, and you know, of course, because we all know in the Sith world there is a rule of two: there can only be two Sith at once. You know, the Master and the Apprentice, but every apprentice has always had a secret apprentice under them. And with the with the goal, whether you're watching a Star Wars movie or whether you're watching the Clone Wars or everything, you know, it's like Dooku had had uh, a Ventress, and he was trying to get her good enough so he and her could take on Darth Vader together, and then he could become, you know, so Darth Vader. Anyways, I'm, I'm babbling. There you go. The Force there unleashed. The Force unleashed, and so you're playing this guy, Star Killer. Fun fact, Starkiller was supposed to be the name of Luke Skywalker, and on the original posters, it's credited with being Starkiller. Mm-hmm. So it's towards the end of the game. It's the, la- it's the last level. It's the first part of the last level. You just made it on the Death Star. This is when the Death Star is just being built. This, you know, Luke isn't in the horizon yet. The game comes out of the cutscene. One minute. Dead. You can't even count to one Mississippi. <laughs> you're in the you're in this room surrounded by everything. And there are two of those mini Imperial walkers. What do you what do you call those little ad walkers? No, the ADATs are the big ones. Uh, the ATSTs. ATSTs. Dude, you literally can't count one, you know, one Gotham City, and boom, <laughs> you are you are, are dead. And I remember when you said, you know, for the five hundredth time. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I would, okay, if I can't do it in 10 tries, I'm going to go play something else. I, I go do one of the, the bonus levels, you know, those mini games and stuff like that. Okay, I go back. It was weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks. And even after you get really good at it, it's one of those things. If you don't know exactly what button to, and you're not really pushing the, the left controller to the left and you're not pushing it up and it's not really halfway between. Yeah, you have to it's know the, like, it's exactly, you know, 23 degrees, you know, north, northeast kind of thing. Like you have to know the. The uh, the GPS coordinates of the- <laughs> you too you 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 have to like 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 you know on those controllers you're talking you have you know four of the buttons on the dial pad you have 
the L1, L2, R1, R2, so that's four, eight, you know, and then the joysticks, you know, so you, you got like 10 different things that you all have to hit in a perfect sequential order and have the joysticks facing the exact right position. I mean, you can't be one, you know, so, so a circumference is 360 around. If you are one 360th off on any of those. And I remember I didn't want to do it. I don't, I, I didn't want to cheat. I didn't want to cheat, but you know, I went and I watched people play it like walkthroughs and I'm like, fine. Okay. I got it. Didn't get it. <laughs> I did it a hundred times. Yeah, I did the same thing. I did, you know, on this level, I'm like, how? what am I doing wrong here? And it says, yeah, you just do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm just terrible at this part of the game. I'm a terrible shot because you have to be, you can't miss people on this. Uh, anyway, so we're rambling on about how we're, you know, wham, we, we can't beat video games fast enough. So, so here's my so yeah so i i have so this week you know been playing a little bit of like just resident evil mini games because mm-hmm. i'm not you oh, know uh, uh speaking of resident evil resident evil 3 is coming out soon have you been seeing things about that I, purposely not okay and it drives my oldest son up the wall that he he watches clips it's like i'm going to play that from start to finish you know that that one. I mean, it's weird that I, I I'm more looking forward to that than I am playing the Jedi thing. But I think the Jedi thing, it's more immersive. I get. I, I think it's a bigger world. Yeah. And it's like I I really will want to explore that whole world without being rushed. I I I, I won't feel the need. Like there are some games. It's funny. You know, when I'm helping people on Resident Evil Five or Six, you know, that I'm really good at, and it's the first time they're playing it. And you can stop and read this here, or you can look at this here. It's like, no, come on, that's not important. We got to go over here, you know. And I just want to do that. Uh, but 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 when I play the the Jedi game, I'm going to want to really get into the game, mm. you know. And I'm not going to go on want to go online and look things up and stuff like that, you know. And I I won't, you know, Resident Evil Three. I'm looking forward to. Um, but but yeah, I can play that for. 20 minutes here and 10 minutes there type thing. But when I sit down to do the Jedi game, it's going to have to be when I go and do one of these military tours and it's like, okay, you guys are doing a show from 8 a.m. to like 11 and then we're going to do one from 8 at night to 11 and then those 12 you know, hours yeah, or whatever, it, 8 it, hours. In between, it's like, you know, I mean, you, you get to do cool things. It's like, oh, you're going to ride tanks or you're going to ride this helicopter. But sometimes you have these like four or five hours. It's like, okay, we'll come back and pick you guys up. You know And so something like that I'll take. And, 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 and like, like I said, you know, um, but, but anyways, so, so. We're losing you, light. You will get to, <laughs> you, you will get to it. All right. So what are you watching? Really, not much because I've been playing so much goddamn Goldeneye in my free time that I haven't. I'm just keeping up with Better Call Saul. You know, they come out the new ones are coming out weekly. That's a great show. Uh, I kind of, you know, put a hold on the binges that I had started earlier in this lockdown with the Thirty Rock and Wonder Years. So yeah, I haven't really been watching much of everything. I guess I'll have to watch Tiger King eventually. That's the the new thing, right? I, my oldest kid and the youngest kid followed him. Maybe about a year ago it started. They went through the office and, you know, it being on the background and watching, he's been binge watching Parks and Rec, which wasn't a big show for me. I don't know why I love the office, but I, 
I saw Parks and Recs here and there. It really is great, but it's just so funny to see Chris Pratt before he's really Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you had uh, Amy Poehler, obviously, and um, Rashida Jones. Was she on that show, too? Yeah. 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 Yeah, before she went to the office. Uh, no, it was after the office. It was after the office. Yeah. And then um, Alan uh, Scott. What's his first name? Oh, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah, of course. And then uh, uh, Aziz Ansari. Um, yeah. Yeah. The log- was the, who's the guy with the mustache? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh, uh, Nick. Um, he's married Offerman? to Megan. Nick Offerman, now married to Megan Mullally, yeah, yeah, and he is great. He's, oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I've seen a few episodes, but right, I'm not. A, I wasn't a big. And, Parks but and then every guy. time I see it, I'm like, oh, right. this is a good app. This is fun. And it's written. It's by, good... it, it was. Um, was it written? It wasn't created by. Was it created by the same guy who did the part, the, uh, the the Good Place? Yep, yep. Yeah. It was one of his shows. Yeah. So so they're watching that. Me and I text you the other day. There was only four episodes. Dude, anybody accidentally listening to us, go to YouTube and watch The Greatest Moment in TV History. It's a four-part series. They're only 12-minute long Z episodes. What's with the uh, 15-minute runtime? Oh, so you do watch. (laughs) You have heard of it. Um, So Adam – I don't know if Adam Scott – did Adam Scott create – he must have created Uh, it because he's he's the only one in all four. Yeah, Him and John John Hamm. (laughs) Well, they they – so, so it's called the greatest moment in TV history, hosted uh, by the, Jeff Probst, the guy from Survivor. <laughs> and what they did is they did four shot for shot. This is the making of the shot for shot recreation of. They did four. They did four TV theme songs uh, or theme show. And can uh, we yeah, talk before? Right. So how, how opening credits used to be so great. Yeah. So the, Adam Scott had this adult, adult Swim series about you know five or six years ago, called the greatest moment in television history, where they did it like Jack said, shot for shot recreation of your favorite, uh, most iconic. Uh, television uh, opening credit sequences. The first heart one, to heart. First one being Simon to Simon. Simon to Simon with John Hamm. Yeah, um, where he died during the filming. <laughs> uh, so there's that. There, and so it's Adam Scott and John Hamm as the Simon and Simon, and it's all yeah. It is like a behind the scenes, you know, kind of documentary about how they how it came together. Yeah, like and what they had to go through to, in order to get the perfect shot. And I think the next one was. Uh, I think the next one was Heart to Heart, or it could have been Too Close for Comfort. Maybe too, No, Too Close for Comfort, I think, was the last one. No. I forget how we ordered it. Bros and Buddies was the last one. Bros and Buddies was the last one, yeah. I think it went Simon and Simon, Heart to Heart. Um, too Close for Comfort. Too Close for Comfort. With Jim J. Bullock, J.M., period. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Great trivia question there. And, uh, and then Bros and Buddies with Paul Rudd. Yeah. And... Has Paul Rudd done anything that's not awesome? Uh, no, and he's going to continue to do the awesome things because he's going to be in the next Ghostbusters movie. But uh, um, yeah, it, it, like it, I said, the twelve minutes. It's funny. Just... Yeah, it's so yes, it's um, and it's just stupid. It's just friggin' dumb. It, it, it's awesome, and yeah, there. Are, I think Catherine O'Hara was in the Too Close for Comfort one, and <laughs> she thinks she's on like she thinks she's on like you know you know like Blue Harvest. Was the code name for Star Wars? I think <laughs> I think this might be the next Star Wars. I think we're in the next Star Wars. 
And it's great because it's, you know, and I like that Hollywood inside Hollywood thing and how douchebaggery they make everybody. <laughs> it's like when they're doing heart to heart, like him and Amy Poehler, like Adam Scott and Amy Poehler do it together. Yeah. And they fucking hate each other. <laughs> and Horatio Sands is like is like the valet, like, you know, butler Max. kind of show for Max. Like, and it's like, but they fucking hate each other so <laughs> much and it, and it is it's just and then uh, like i said if they're only 12 minutes long it's it's like a pringles you can't eat just one you watch one and you're like oh that was pretty good oh they did okay well i'm gonna but uh, boys and buddies was my favorite because of all those that was by far my favorite and it's great but they get everybody they had such huge names they had uh peter um, scolari Right? No, yeah, oh. yeah, they had Peter Scolari being co- well. The best thing is Paul Rudd was like three hours late, so they called it a replacement. And then when he walks into the set, they're like, "Oh, well, you, you know, you can tell, you can tell the replacement he can go home." Cuts to Tom Hanks in a makeup chair, <laughs> and he's like, "What do you mean go home?" Yeah, he showed up. Well, fuck this! Say <laughs> <laughs> like, Tom Hanks, say fuck you, and leave. And it was like, but they did. They had Scolari, but they had um, um, Billy Billy Joel. Yes, and I guess when they did the TV song, they didn't, they couldn't afford. His the Billy Joel version, so yeah. they had like you know somebody else do it. Studio so version, were... yeah. And so here they are coaching him, telling him, "No, that's not it." Right. <laughs> 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 <Do the song. laughs> and just coaching him up and being such douchebags to him. They were yeah. like, and, and that was that was so much fun. I did. And uh, as of last, I want to say it was Thursday. Um, I'm not upset with you, Joe. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. And same thing with Biff. Uh, but the fourth anniversary of Batman v Superman <laughs> was was on Thursday. I, I no card. You know, no, 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 even text. Happy fourth anniversary. So I've watched that twice this week. Um, and then, and 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 Joe, if there's something wrong with me, which you know, mm. I can't stop watching Pacific Rim. Yeah, well, I guess that's your golden eye 007. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, it, it, and I'm making a conscious effort to make it up to the boys, sort of. Um, so I watched Spies in Disguise last night with the little one. Um, it was just me and him hanging out last night. So I got that at Redbox. And it was uh, it was fun. You know, it, 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 was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I'm like, this isn't Pacific Rim. Right? I'm putting Pacific Rim. <laughs> you know? Where's Idris Elba? I don't see him. And, and, and it's funny because like the other day, it's like my 12-year-old who was like, oh, I can't believe you're going to watch this again. Like he walked through the room and was like, oh, hey, what happens here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you complained about having seen it so much and you don't remember. Well, I think you should sit your ass down. This is where he says like. Anybody can fall. All you have to do is, you know, I mean, it, it has so many great lines in it, but, but I do. So the other day I said to the boys, I'm like, okay, you guys can pick. It can be any Marvel, DCU, or, or, or Star Wars movies. And they're like, anything in this section here, anything that yeah, is but we're talking, below the erasers, yeah, but, but not the chiclets. That's over 40 movies. They can pick one of these 40 movies, and then they're like, I don't want to watch any of those. I'm like, okay, Pacific Rim it is. <laughs> you know? It's 
it's like, you know, why do you get to pick? Because I'm bigger than you and your movies suck. So, oh, anyway, you, you know, yeah, we should be using this time to watch new things to, you know, get some fresh wine, something this year. <laughs> you, 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 you would think that. And, but at the same time, Maybe this is. I'm sorry. Still working. Yeah. This is sort of like where I feel like the 80s woman on the good place. You know, like the woman who's stuck in isolation, like in in purgatory, where she's not in the good or the bad place. She's kind of in the middle, just doing cocaine and. Do you have any cocaine? (laughs) Yeah. Drinking wine. Like that. Like that's who I feel like during this lockdown is just like, oh, I'm just stuck in the 80s and 90s. And she has a jukebox that has every song in recorded history. But it's done by the Eagles, <laughs> and it's a live version. Uh, I'm going to sidebar. So please do. I'm we a, don't, we haven't a, gone long enough on this podcast. I'm a better person than you because I gave blood yesterday. Yes, thank you. Um, I hate I hate needles. Like honestly, uh, I I don't mind boxing and getting tagged. Like I, you know, I, I I can get punched in the face, kicked in the ribs. I can get cross checked. Getting needles, uh, it, you know, it's like for me, it's like um. The Holocaust, yeah. (laughs) And, but the most painful thing, and it was an older crowd in Lowell, and somebody had their laptop hooked up to the speakers, and it was, it was all these 70s soft rock hits that were either too expensive to put in Guardians of the Galaxy, (laughs) or not good enough to put in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, you know, like like Brandy and all that stuff. Had they played the Guardian soundtrack, it would have been in that. But it was all like Eagles and all the like, dude. Loggins and Messina. I'm not saying it's a bad song, but it is a bad song. I never fucking want to hear Hotel California again. Like, like under no circumstances, like if I'm ever in an elevator and it, I hear Hotel California, I'm going to think, oh, I died and this is my hell where forevermore I'm going to be in this hell. You know, this is, this is, this is, it for, and, and that's the thing. It's like, it was so fucking painful listening to, and again, it wasn't the stuff from Galaxy. It's, I'm, I'm not saying I hate 70s soft rock. I mean, it's not my 70s music of choice, but it's like, and I look around the room and like, how many people are like psyched to hear this? It's like, dude, how many times? And this is from the guy who just went off about how many times I watched Pacific Rim. <laughs> so I can watch, but it's like, oh, dude, it was absolutely, absolutely painful. But that's, but yeah, I mean, watching new things again, it's tough with management and I because there's so much stuff the boys can't watch and there's so much stuff we watch together. So like, like, she doesn't watch any of the CW stuff except Flash and Green Lantern, so I'm caught up on that. But I can't like the one thing I watched was The Hunters on yeah. I, on Amazon. Did you watch it? No. Okay, so it was fun. Yeah, you know, and I watched Good All Men, but it is one of those things where, um, I, I you know, I I've watched a lot of pilot episodes recently because um, I'm not I'm not I can't pay for another service joe i can't fucking pay for another service but um the uh the fine people at apple tv keep posting the first episodes of their shows mm-hmm. so i've watched avenue five. Oh yeah which is the new hugh laurie is is the as a captain on like a cruise ship but it's a spaceship going around the sun and it's like an eight-week tour and it gets thrown off course and they're going to be on it for three years and um josh 
uh, who plays Olaf? Oh, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. He's like the second lead on it, and oh. it's it's it was real. It's really good. I have Apple TV free for a year since I bought the new Apple TV. So or the Apple TV oh. Plus or whatever the fuck service they call it. I'm gonna. So I might not. Uh, yeah. I might watch it. I, I, th- 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 that was good. Yeah. I also watched the first episode of Morning Show. Oh yeah. Which is really. I mean, it's tough because you're watching, you know, Rachel and um, Steve Carell. You're watching. No, you're not watching Steve Carell. You're watching Michael from The Office. Yeah, I'm and sorry. Rachel from Friends, and really tough roles. You yes. know, really different things. So I watched a pilot episode of that, and there was another one that I've recently I, I watched. I watched uh, the first episode of Amazing Stories. They rebooted Amazing Stories for the Steven Spielberg anthology oh, interesting. series. They, uh, the first episode was okay. The second episode I didn't watch. I heard that was kind of a stinker. But um, the second episode's a stinker. That's not a good sign. Yeah. I well, you know what? I just I checked. I looked at the I looked at the preview, and then I went to the IMDb page, and I saw the reviews, like the user ratings, and it got like a three, like three star kind of three out of ten. You know, like ooh, all right, that's a huge drop off from the first episode. So maybe I'll wait till next week. And that's one of those things where they put out a new episode every week because they don't want to. There, I think that might be the new model. I don't know if binging like Netflix's whole series kind of thing, like Netflix might be able to get away with it. But these new upcoming um, services, I don't think they're going to be producing in you know entire seasons at once or dropping whole seasons at once. They're going to follow the the Disney Plus model of ones a week, so that people like CBS All Access. They had the new Star Trek Picard. Yep, uh, I've been downloading. I mean. Yeah, I've been downloading the stuff because I'm not paying for CBS All Access. I'm sorry, you know I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. No, same thing. It's like, uh, like on Epics, there's this Alfred. It's called Pennyworth. It's like it's a prequel. It's pe- it's Alfred Pennyworth backstory, and it's really good. And and they gave you the first three episodes, and then it's like you have to pay. You can pay per episode yeah. after that, or like every just randomly, it's like. I'll check. It's like, oh, they put up. They're, they're on episode ten now, and they'll show episode four for free. But I'm like, I can't. I'm not buying. I'm not paying for another service. And the same thing. It's like I binge watched The Watchmen on HBO, and then I saw a preview, a commercial the other day, and there was like four or five shows. And I'm like, oh, I might watch that, but I would only binge watch it. Same thing. The 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 DCU thing with um with with. Uh, the Titans, and so they do the same thing. One episode a week. Disney Plus, same thing. They're only showing. Well, one at least episode I'll a stick week. around for Mandalorian, and I kind of like. See, there with shows that I like, like Better Call Saul. I like the once a week because you can absorb and 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 kind of like ruminate on the on the the series as a whole. Like you know, you can it gives you time to think about you know what these characters are going through and what they might be facing next week, and it's a you know and. And it gives you some space, whereas when you're binging, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you, you kind of blew through it, and you didn't really have enough time to really appreciate the character progression. No, I, I get that. You know, I, I do get that, but I'm not going to pay for a service. Like, I would, again, same thing. If, if, if I have to go on one of these tours or I do another shoot where I'm going to be gone for a few weeks, it's like, okay, I'll subscribe to HBO for a month. And I'll binge watch these three or four shows. But there are times I'll be like on Amazon Prime and I'll be like, oh, this looks interesting. Thinking it's a movie. It's like, oh, season one. It's like, yeah. no, I, I can't. I don't want to get into many more series. And I'm definitely not getting into a series. If it's like, you know, you see a preview. It's like, oh, that looks really good. It's like, 
oh, it's season four. It's like, well, do I jump in now? Do I have to go back? Do I just obligate myself to watch 22 episodes, time three seasons? Like that's 66 hours of of, of this to get caught up because, I, I, like I said, I'm two years behind on Flash. Yeah. Well, Jacques, we've talked enough and we've talked everybody's ears off. So why don't you give them your parenting tip of the week? So we, like you, are taking the lockdown serious. Lee. But here, here's the thing, Joe. You can still get locked down while on lockdown. <laughs> like, you know, my kids have, you know, fate has intervened and they can't have playdates and they can't be going out and they can't do a lot of things. Doesn't mean they get the get out of being an asshole free card. So um, a little guy has found out, yes, that little clubhouse in the backyard I can put a padlock on it and keep you from going into your little, you know, heavenly oasis if uh, if you don't forget that the um, that the snacks that are for the school lunch, even though we're not going to school, doesn't mean you can eat eight of them in one day and try <laughs> to hide the bag somewhere and have no repercussions, you know, other than cavities and diabetes. <laughs> so, so it is okay to put your kids on lockdown. While you're all on lockdown. And it is, again, one of those things. It's like, okay, you just lost the screens for the day, which means I now have to interact. And get like the, <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish, I wish everybody could just see the look on Joe's face of like, why would you do that to yourself, you a-hole? No, but you see, here's what you do is instead of taking away their screens, you make them watch Lifetime. You know, you make them watch something that they absolutely do not, like, cannot sit through. Could 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 you rewind the podcast about ten minutes? I think I talked a little bit about Pacific Rim. <laughs> I, think, I think you know we've already covered. Uh, but seriously, my my little guy has found out that yeah, you know what? Even though you're in lockdown, and I'm sorry about it, I'm trying to make it the best for all of us. It doesn't let you be an asshole. Well, that's a fine parenting tip indeed. So, all right. Well, it's uh, it's now next week. So let's start our next podcast because we've been talking. Can you believe what Trump said today? Oh, my God. Wow. I didn't think he was actually going to light the room on fire, literally. But, you know, uh, he likes attention. So, yeah, that's it for our... Wow, I, I'm not I'm not editing this down one bit. You're going to get all two hours of this fucking yap fest and wow. like it. Wow. I, uh, I'd apologize, but uh, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Well, by the way, what else are you going to do? You listen, right? What else I, are you going to do? We are like, you know, we're just going to be the background. We, we are the soundtrack to your lockdown. I, I do want to say with, with some podcasts, it doesn't work. With our podcast, and I'm not being funny when I say this, our podcast is much better when you play it at one and a half speeds. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Because I wanted the other day, I'm like, like last podcast, I'm like, oh my God, Joseph's. And the few times that management hears me listening to us, she's like, I can't believe you can listen to that. And I'm like, <laughs> but you had said something that really cracked me up and I, and I actually wanted to hear it. And I was going to play it back for her. So I, I, I have it on one and a half speed and I'm like, Wow, it does, our voices don't get really squeaky. There's some there's some people who talk fast and stuff like that that it doesn't really work. But actually, 
and even two times speed, it's still okay. But one and a half speed is the is the correct way to listen to our podcast. So and we've been by left fast. For the, maybe that's what we've been doing. That like, maybe that's why our podcasts are so long. Is that we've been tailor made to play this at one and a half speed. So I unknowingly. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I, I think I suck, but I'm just not listening to myself correctly. <laughs> I'm gonna take. So that's a that's a good listening tip. You have a parenting tip and a listening tip. Good for you. You're welcome. Two You're tips. Welcome. Two tips. I feel like a lucky girl. So anyway, whatever. I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to ramble on um, to myself as I play more GoldenEye on the uh, N64 in the basement, which isn't... I'm actually acclimating to the temperature. It's a nice 60 degrees down here. It's cool, calm, and collected. It's 60 degrees outside. Um, traffic on the fours. I don't know what I'm doing now. I'm just yapping. But that's enough. So thanks for listening to Carnival Personnel. We'll catch you next week. Someday we'll do, you know, now that we have more time, we should be doing more side shows, but we won't. We won't. We won't. We, 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 we won't. We, we got nothing else to talk about aside from what's going on. If it's not Corona-related uh, or Pacific Rim-related, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to talk about it. So um, thanks again, and um, I appreciate everybody's support on twitter and facebook i'm just joking we we nobody supports us not even me i I don't i don't tweet out a damn thing i don't wanna i'm just gonna oh wait jack's holding up some picture (laughs) am i should i am i supposed to be talking about this i can't see it all i can see is it's closer well you want to do it further away (laughs) so i can see more of it oh it's (laughs) <laughs> so one of your children had drawn original <laughs> art of lampshade oh that's a that's a good one um bless his heart uh, was that actually was that yours <laughs> i'm assuming it's one of your kids it's not Jacques is uh, I, I love how Jacques. this is where i get it see he doesn't want to have the last word on the podcast he wants me to have the last word so as long as i keep talking he's going to keep listening i'm going to keep talking until he loses absolutely all the light in his room there he, he was relying completely on sunlight so that i could see his pretty face on facetime but now oh it's all dark thank you very much wow <laughs> I'm that um that shut me up. <laughs> Don't forget